ladies and gentlemen, this podcast episode is brought to you by parkouredu.org. And it's fun to say parkouredu really fast like that. Um, but it's even more fun to watch and learn courses online, especially for you guys out there that don't have access to the kinds of coaching and curriculum that is established like the Parkour ADU Apex curriculum. It's the same thing, basically. Um, if you heard of Apex Movement, this is our online course, basically the same things that we teach in, in our schools. We teach online and uh, through parkouradu.org, which also is launching two new pre-orderable courses. So you can order our next two courses right now at a discount, and they are climb ups a, a like an in-depth focus on climb ups so you get up and down shit no problem um you get that strength or you can also learn from amos rendow notorious faller uh how to fall properly so uh then and of course these guys are our founders of parkreadu.org alongside myself and um i couldn't recommend it enough again it's it's the best most comprehensive online resource for learning parkour and uh, if you don't have access to stuff like this, or even if you are pretty well versed or you have your own, you know, if you're, if you're interested in coaching and you're interested in teaching and getting better um, ideas and more time-tested curriculum, it's good for, for anyone in that, in that domain too. You know, even intermediate, advanced, expert-level practitioners I've seen have gotten a lot out of the course um, just by watching it and even getting insights into their own technique that, you know, they, they've been working on for even decades at a time and they go, Oh, I've never thought of that. So you can never stop learning. You must always uh, be the beginner, no matter what you do. <laughs> All right. It's hot. It's hot as shit. It's like a million degrees, uh, in Denver and Boulder, Colorado, where I'm living and my room is super hot. So my brain's a little fried right now. I hope you guys don't mind. I'm trying to fire on all cylinders, but I think one of them's just like, it's just like not quite getting there. It's like Sebulba in the, or whatever, Anakin Skywalker in in the first episode of Star Wars, the one that everyone hated, The Phantom Menace, and uh, the pod racing one where his just pod racer is just not going. Like, that's what my brain's doing. It's just like, like misfiring. So we'll see how this episode goes. But you know what's going to help? We're going to pop things off with a little Peter Tosh, a little reggae. Because when it's hot as shit, you might as well embrace the heat and get on that that tropical music vibe, you know? So we're going to listen to some Peter Tosh, one of my favorite artists. He's a little track called Rock With Me, because I do want you guys to do that. Check it out. Let's start it. Here we go. Uh. I love that organ. I don't want to go home either, man. It's hot. It's hot in my home. 
I don't have AC upstairs, man. I'm sick of this shit. I'm gonna need to get more fans. I didn't turn on both fans last night. That was the problem. I needed both fans going in my room at all times. Like June through September, just fans, full blast, nonstop. And if you guys live in an apartment, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Jesus, it's a a beautiful Tuesday afternoon here in Colorado. It's the June of 2018. It's the 5th of June, and it's been a crazy week. It's been, I got a lot to, to talk about. It's been fucking a little bit wild, but... Peter Tosh always makes things better. If you guys don't know who that is, by the way, if you don't know, if you like reggae music, which I do, it's some of the first music I ever listened to. My dad played a lot of it when I was growing up, like these vinyl records. Bob Marley was like obviously one of his favorites. So I got into reggae early. I've always enjoyed it. But Peter Tosh is it. You should know him. You should know him right behind Bob Marley. That's the person you should know. If you know Bob Marley and you want to learn one more thing about reggae, learn about Peter Tosh. The man's got a crazy life. And that's why it's inspiring because, again, it's so much hotter in Jamaica probably, so much more humid, and the guy lived a much harder life than my Tuesday ever would be. So, And he's a true whaler. He was one of the whalers in Bob Marley and the Whalers. You can just feel it in his voice, man. The man's, like, been through some shit. He got murdered, basically, when, you know, he had an untimely death. You should check his whole life out. There's a documentary on it. Um, fascinating individual. But, uh... <clears throat> anyhow, anyhow, times have been crazy. Times have been a bit crazy. I don't know if you guys saw, uh, Caitlin Chan just posted the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, part of my French, part of my, my, my cursing right now. It's just, he did this thing. He's calling it a screwdriver con gainer full which a screwdriver is a 360 dive con, basically. So a 360 dive con gainer full. So the con gainer is where you do that palm gainer off of your hands, like moving laterally forward. I don't know. I could describe it for you guys, but if you don't know free running terminology already, you're just not going to get what this thing is because it's just too complicated. He's jumping off a parking garage you know, over this wall, he does like a 360, puts his hand on his wall, on the wall. He's like lateral, he's horizontal, and then pushes off the wall, does another one and a quarter backflips, and then also twists a full twit or a turn inside after his hands hit the wall. It's a fucking insane move. Like, Congainer full by itself was already a difficult and rarely landed move if, you know, only a handful of people have ever landed it or even attempted it, honestly. And, um, and to do a 360 dive into that move is just it's historic that's what i posted on that's my that was my comment i was like jesus this is fucking you're making history we're all making history out here that's my conor mcgregor because he loves making history every day making history um yeah you guys i'll put it in the description it's just it's blowing everyone away it's it's kind of sickening why the fuck? <laughs> I'm just kidding, but like even Jason Paul was like, "I quit or I retire." Uh, one of the most he's the most followed freerunner on Instagram, I think. Jason Paul, he's got you know, if you should know him from Farang and everything else. But I feel his pain. You know, when you're in this older generation of parkour practitioners and you see moves like this getting thrown down, a part of you is the most happy that you've ever been. The bigger part of you, unless you're an asshole, the bigger part of you is just like, holy shit, that is so nuts. I can't believe 
like how far we've come. The Kong Gainer was, you know, even just a few, when you, when you think about it, it was a blip in the history of time. Like it was basically just a few years ago that the first Kong Gainer was ever thrown. And now we're doing 360s into Kong Gainers with another twist. It's just, it's kind of terrifying. And also it's just super exciting to see the sport progress like this so quickly, so fast. These guys, you have to be, you have to have trained for 10 years. You know, you have to have built your air run and stuff. Like it's not even possible. This is the other part of you, the smaller part of you. You just know that that shit is not doable for you because you're like, there's no way I could ever do that because I didn't grow up like learning that kinds of crazy air awareness. Like you have to learn that has to be hardwired in when you're younger. And so you see the progression of the sport and you and the, the smaller part of you again is just going, I got to fucking quit. <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here before I kill myself trying to keep up with these kids. Um. But legitimately, no, it's just super inspiring. You're never going to, you're never going to, I mean, and you know what's nuts is like Kalen Chan will be in that position one day too. He's going to look at the the kid version of himself one day and doing God knows what. I'm terrified to see where it keeps going. I mean, and excited, but still it's just like, Jesus, we're already here. We're already at this level. You're drawing the cron. I mean, it's just insane. I'll put it in the description. You guys should check it out. It's one of the gnarliest, uh, free running moves to be done since, I mean, I think one of our, I think our first episode was the Kong double gainer. And that was just 18 weeks ago. This is episode 18. So in less than, um, in less than three months, I mean, wait, shit, Jesus, it's been a while. Damn, we're cruising along. Uh, in 18 episodes, that's, how oh, come I see, I told you guys, my brain is not working. I can't even divide 18 by four right now. So it's like a little over, it's probably close to four months. It's like a little extra, but there's always a little extra week. You know, it's not a direct thing. Dividing like four weeks into each month is like 4.35 weeks in a month or something like that. But uh, four months ago, the first Kong double gainer has landed. And that was another monumental Kong, Kong gainer like advancement. The next innovation was the Kong double gainer. Insane. And now we have another one on the list. And it's just like, all right, if this is all, because it took... You know, these, these, these new tricks, these brand new innovations, it's just like a spur of the thing. You know, it's like when this is, the, we haven't even hit summer yet. I'm freaking out. I mean, it's just crazy. Kids are coming out of the woodwork right now with just new shit. And it's kind of feels like we're having that innovation year. You know, there's, cer there's certain times when the sport gets pushed really hard. And then we kind of hit a plateau where everyone kind of is catching up and you know, working on the moves and perfecting them and dialing them in. It seems like, and that's just kind of the nature of sport. You know, you kind of, <coughs> excuse me, you know, when the first 1080 is thrown or whatever, the first 900 in, in skateboarding, and actually I don't know that people have really progressed much further than that invert, but let's take a snowboarding or something as a, another example. At first the 1080 was a thing and then everyone kind of caught up to 1080s and now we're like, God knows what, we're like at 1800s or some shit. But there's like points when the, when the sport gets pushed, and then there's points where people kind of have to like dial the moves in because you can't push past that move unless you really have mastered it. So the first time these things get thrown and to Caitlin's credit, it was really quite clean. I mean, uh, it doesn't, you know, I don't know how, how, uh, how you bail out of that safely necessarily. Um, you just kind of have to be ready for after you commit to, to kind of hit any angle that you might, but be already expert enough to not put yourself in a neck breaking position. But damn, son. Damn. It just feels like 2018 is one of those years where we're just going to be inventing a lot of new moves. 
I mean, it, things are just getting wild. And um, and uh, we're all going to have to quit, you know. We're all going to have to quit one day. Just not today. Um, <laughs> but, no, it's insane. It's insane to think about the uh, – maybe we don't have to quit until we're dead. That's when you quit, you know. Depends how far you want to take it. Um, sorry, Kalen, for cursing. I know, like, Kalen's kind of a religious cat. He's, like, uh, I think he's Mormon. I think he's from Utah, and he's and that's Mormon country. If you guys don't know, the United States, Utah is where all the the biggest population of Mormons are, um, and that's a really polite religion. It's like one of the more nice uh, <laughs> sectors of of Christianity. I guess it's kind of like a section of Christianity. I don't know. I don't really know the whole history and uh, of it, but um, they're notoriously like nice people they're notoriously like just super nice polite and uh and they draw strength from it you know it's kind of weird when people i'm not necessarily calling kaylin on this one but i mean kaylin i know is potentially and i don't know i don't know i don't know kaylin so i'm not going to speak on you know what his faith means to him but i find it interesting when those athletes out there are religious some people actually get pissed off you know when someone comes like a fighter knocks some dude out in the octagon in the ufc and then when he gets on the mic, the first thing he's like, give it to God. Or like some guy scores a goal in the football if you're not American or soccer if you are. And uh, they give it up to God. God, thank you, God. And some people actually get pissed off at that because they want to they want to see they want to see you take credit because they want I don't know why actually they really care, but they want to see you take credit for it because they want to maybe they don't believe in God. So they want to to think that it's possible for themselves and they don't want to have to believe in God to think that it's possible. And so they're like, oh, if that guy believes in God, that means that uh, the, he only does it because he can believe in God. I don't know. There's some weird things. I think people just have a prejudice against whatever they, they have a slight bias. You know, if they believe one thing, if they believe in God, then they're probably stoked to see that. If they don't, then they're not so much. But here's my take on it. I think I get, I, cause I used to be a little irritated, not irritated, but I used to be like more, leaning against um, giving the credit to God. Because I'm like, what the fuck does God care about your Kongain or full or your, go- or your soccer goal or you knocking some dude out in the UFC? But, and I still believe that. I don't think that, you know, if there is a God, which, you know, nobody really knows. Um, most people don't, you know, a lot of, <laughs> let's not go into it too hard because what the hell do I know? But I just think that what it can do for you, if you are a religious person, regardless of what your religion is, is it'll give you that confidence, that strength, that, that I think ultimately giving things up to that higher power, even if the higher power isn't God, if it's just whatever you believe, you know, you have to kind of like give up, give it up to values even, or give it up to an idea of what you want to become or something. You have to kind of look to things bigger than yourself to, to achieve greatness sometimes. Because humans, we're just like fickle people, you know, if, if you live inside your own mind and your own body to too like primordially or something like if you're just too visceral which i think is possible if you're too inside your own hot head like we're fucked up creatures we don't have you know you can you can fall victim to anxiety and you know and a lot of there's a lot of theories about this and like why religion and why these things exist and why you have to have beliefs is like because it helps you deal with the 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 cruelty of life you know and if and it and it it probably does i mean it, it seems like that's an effective strategy is 
you know, I don't necessarily think that I'm not, I'm not religious, but I definitely think that it's important to have, to have, to feel like you have some guidance, you know, you have to feel like you have some kind of way, um, or, or, or you're gonna, you're gonna flounder sometimes. And I think that's, what's annoying for some people when they see an athlete, just give it up to God immediately. It's like, Oh really? Like you think like, but, but I also understand that like for the athlete, it can be, it can just be like what they have to do. So they don't feel like, I don't know what it is, but they, they, you have to give it up in some way. I wish I could speak more intelligently on it. I'm going to need that other piece of my brain to be working on a less hot day to really go into that conversation. Otherwise I'm just going to put my foot in my mouth or sound completely stupid. Um, which we all are sometimes. But that's what I'm saying. It's like we're all dumb some of the time. So like you have to be able to remind yourself of like what your ideals are. And that's like why it's important. That's why it can help, you know, and it and it's hard to bear the burden of your own life. You know, the, when you're when you're an atheist or if you're if you don't believe in anything, if you I mean, you have to believe in certain things, I feel like otherwise, you know, you become a nihilist and then nothing matters. And then why would you do anything? Why would you feel why would you feel the urge to do anything great? Or, or try to push yourself. Like, what the fuck is the point of doing con gainer if you think nothing matters, right? Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's just like, yeah, there's there's overbelief in it. There's people that will kill themselves because they think God will give them virgins and shit like that. Or they think that they're supposed to do things like that are not okay. Um, <laughs> like shit in the soap dispenser in the bathroom because, you know, someone whispered to them. Maybe that's their religion, their God some fucking weird, maybe they're on drugs and that's their, you know, that's what they fill that void with. But ultimately you got to do something. What am I talking about? What the fuck? This got real existential super quick. I'm sorry guys. Let's get, let's take it back to the surface a little bit. Um, I think it, here's why maybe I was thinking about some of this stuff is cause like I had my shit stolen last week again and I feel dumb because we all are stupid sometimes. Some of us are smart some of the time and some of us are we're all dumb some of the time some of us are smart some of the time and then if you're like einstein or fucking elon musk or some whoever you're 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 smart most of the time maybe i don't know and most of us fall in that middle range otherwise it wouldn't be a middle range would it um but yeah all my shit was stolen i've had my shit stolen so many times this is why i feel so dumb about this I hate having to learn the same lesson twice and usually doesn't take more than once for me to really just learn something pretty well, especially something important like this. But it's tough when I'm training. I want to set my goddamn bag down. Damn it. I want to set my bag down. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do the climbs. You know, it's tougher. It throws your balance off. So I set my bag down. I climbed down the side of this garage last week and lo and behold, I come back up literally like 90 seconds later, the bag's gone. And I've been through this twice already this year. My phone, if you guys saw my Instagram, I posted my phone got stolen. That was luckily just the phone. And I was able to get it back. I raced. I got my find my iPhone going. And I found the, the piece of shit that stole my phone. And I got it back. And then earlier than that this year in Tampa, I had my bag stolen. They rifled through all my shit. Luckily, I had my phone on me. But they got away with my GoPro, my wallet, a bunch of shit. And this time, again, this time I got on my iPhone immediately, find my iPhone, and they'd already turned it off. Like it, it, it couldn't have been gone for more than a minute and a half, two minutes before I checked to find my iPhone and it was already turned off. So these people knew at least somewhat what they were doing. 
but I felt like such a fucking moron for letting it happen again. And it's, it's super expensive. Like I was super angry about it this whole, like the last few five days, even it's just been, cause it's been a constant reminder. Every time I need to purchase something, I'm like, oh, I, I'm waiting for my credit cards in the mail. So I can't purchase things unless I go get cash. I don't know. It's minor inconveniences. Again, I'm not living that Peter Tosh life. Um, but that's why, that's why that belief sometimes is helpful. You know, I had to like, ultimately for me, it's important to like not really just dwell in that position. You know, I could see myself in my human tendency. Again, this is why I think that the higher power. And again, I'm not religious. I don't want to be preachy right now, but for me, the human tendency, I know like the human tendency is to, is to just want to sit and sulk a little bit and just be like, God damn it. Why me? Why the fuck? I definitely felt this way. I'm like, why does this have to happen? Like, why, why do bad things have to happen like this to me? Like, what did I do? Super, super childish in a way. Uh, but you got to remind yourself that you, not everything's in your control. And also like all the things that I have, if, if anything, it's supposed to, you know, I look when something bad happens to me like that, I ultimately just try to look at, at everything that I do have and like, be like, damn, like what, what else could have happened? You know, what, it could always be much worse and it could be a nice reminder. Maybe, you know, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Regardless, it's better way to think, you know, it's a better, it's more healthy. I could sit and sulk in it. Or I could, even if it's a dumbass belief, I could believe that it happened for a reason. I should start appreciating, be more grateful for the things in my life, blah, blah, blah. Like all the good stuff that you know, like it's better to, to move forward on. And like, even if you can recognize it as like, maybe it's, it's, it's a, it's a belief that you can't like necessarily back up with fact, but you might as well behave that way. You might as well behave as if it was true. Cause it'll help you go further in life. That's all I'm saying. That's all I was trying to say, I guess, earlier with the, the whole rant about it is just, if you believe that things are meant to happen, like it can be, even if you feel that person is dumb for doing it, they might excel in life because of it. They might excel because they actually feel like they are, they are, they are serving a purpose, you know, which whether or not you, I don't know, agree with that. I just feel like human beings like ultimately need to feel that, that sense of meaning. Or they do drugs and end up on the streets and steal my iPhone. Oh, no. And then and then you want to have to beat them up. But yeah, that's what happened to me. So I lost all my shit. I'm still getting some of it back. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal for me. But that's uh, seeing things like, you know, here's another thing. And I don't want to bring you guys down. Damn, it's been kind of a dark episode, but or it's about to be. But I also wanted to shout out and, uh, you know, this, this is like, this is another thing that happened. This is another reason why I, I felt reminded of this, you know, even though I, I was already reminded of it, this is the path that you, you have to take is you think about, you know, I saw, um, recently, I don't know if you guys follow a lot of the people in the parkour community, but a dear friend of mine, um, this girl, Abla Shajai, and she lives in Montreal. She's a really good friend of mine. She's a really good friend of the parkour community, actually. Um, and, you know, she was assaulted by an individual. And I, I'll just, I won't, I won't go into the details because I don't really feel it's my place to tell that story or anything like this. Um, but I do want you guys to, to bring some attention to it because, um, number one, you know, that's something that I think needs to be spread. Like she's, she's trying to get more attention on it because, you know, she was really let down by the police in Montreal. They, she tried to file restraining orders reports and they did not really allow, um, 
they're not responsive. And like, I felt the same thing when all my shit was stolen. Like I called the cops and yeah, I filed a police report, but ultimately you know that if you've ever had your shit stolen like this before, the cops really don't care. They really don't do anything. They're not going to do anything. They're going to file the report and that's all that's going to happen. And the only reason you file the report is so you can tell your insurance claim, like, look, I filed the report. It's not like something I made up. Um, that's what the police reports for. It's not actually for an investigation. And, uh, and it's kind of saddening, you know, I was thinking, and it hurt, and again, like her situation, and I think you, I'll put her link in the description as well, because I want you guys to check that out. Um, and just check out that story and just see like, you know, see if you can help her. If you live in the Montreal area, maybe you can do something, or if you're a Canadian citizen, maybe you can write your congressman, or I don't know what you can do out there, but it's really, it's just really shitty out here. You know, the world is, is that way that's ultimately like what you have to to contend with is that the police are not necessarily going to be on of any help in certain situations. And so, you know, it's tough out here. It's tough out, you know, it's tough out there for, for her and, and shout out to, to Abla and, and, uh, we are wishing you the best and, um, everyone at height drop, I please, uh, just give it, give it, Go to her Instagram. I'll put it in the description and just read the story. And if there's anything you can do, um, please do so. Um, she's, again, like a good friend of uh, of our community. So, yeah. Um, sorry, that's it's kind of a touchy subject. It's just kind of a downer. I don't know. I kind of got myself down on that. I just, like, don't like to see that thing, the bad things happening to, to good people. And, um, and, and it's just the way that... You know, I don't know. It's been a weird, weird theme for this episode. It's been a weird thing. Peter Tosh was murdered, you know? It's like, <clears throat> there's a whole spectrum. You have to be reminding yourself of these things some, once in a while, maybe. And <clears throat> I don't know. It's a shitty reminder, but. <sighs> but damn, damn, son. Like, I just, I wish that the police, it sucks that the police can't do more for you. You just, you, there's nothing. There's, there's really no recourse, you know, unless, unless someone's murdered, they don't really give a shit. You know, property crime is insane here in Boulder. People's bikes and stuff get stolen all the time. There's really nothing, uh, you know, <clears throat> we're going to have to start our own vigilante. Actually, I don't know. Am I, is that illegal? If I try to start a vigilante thing happening right now, probably is scratch that. I did not, I don't want to do that. So I'm not doing that winky face. Wink, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to become a. Don't we all want to be heroes, though? We all want to be that person. We, you know, that's why uh, we love heroes because they do what the police and you know what society just doesn't do for us. You know, at least in our imaginations or even real heroes. Did anyone see that fucking guy that climbed the the balcony in Paris, in somewhere in France? There was a dude that did parkour. He climbed up the side of this balcony and saved like this toddler, this infant that was like hanging, dangling off the side of like four stories or six stories up um, off the side of this hotel or something. That's some hero shit. That's what I'm saying. It's like that guy, he doesn't, I don't know that he even does parkour. Although I think because he's French, maybe it's just like in the bloodstream out there or something. There's just something about because it's a French discipline. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe everyone's got a little parkour in them. But that was some some heroic shit. And this guy, he's an immigrant. He was a he was an illegal citizen, I think, or or unregistered citizen in in or in France, 
and he saved this child's life basically. And he climbs up the side of the thing. Hey, hey, real quick, reminiscent of uh, my ascent in the Mern video, just saying, just sizzling. I think I would have been down as well. But for him to get in that mind state, climb up the side of this building without training for it. I trained for my ascent for a year before I was like confident enough to go up and, and do that at height. Um, and he he climbed up the side of this building, saved this kid. And, uh, you know, who God knows how much experience, if any, he has. But, the you know, what's dope about the French government is they're giving him citizenship and they're giving him a job, I think, as a firefighter or some shit, you know. Uh, so that's dope to hear, you know. At least there's – that's that's the kind of story that's a little more heartwarming. At least we can take it back to that for a second. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. It definitely was going viral for a minute on Facebook. I don't know if I can find that link or not, but – if you just Google French dude saves baby or something like that, it'll, it'll come up super cool story. And, uh, yeah, that's what, that's much better. Let's go. Let's keep going on this direction here. Um, you know what else we got popping off? You know, I also want to shout out real quick, randomly, this is kind of a random thing. This is another inspiring individual that I've been, um, following recently is Tyler Peterbaugh. Peter Bo, uh, Peter, I think that's, he's got a long but cool last name. Uh, he's been also one of those dudes pushing the, the sport in a, in a pretty like hard direction. Like he's been doing some really wild long combos and inventing some new moves and, or at least being like some of the first people to ever to throw it that I can see. Definitely the first person I've ever seen throw it. He did a flyaway full precision. He did, uh, and I'll, I'll throw his Instagram in the handle here or in the description here, but if you guys haven't heard of Tyler Peterbaugh, Peterbaugh, God damn it. Tyler Peterbaugh, fuck's sake. He's a, a free runner out of Oregon. He's only been training for five years and the dedication he's, he must be showing, he, he must be just nonstop training because that for him to only be training for five years and, and doing some of these high level moves. And I think he just took first place or, or something at the NEPC qualifier. And so you'll definitely see him at NEPC this year. Hopefully, Ali will be back on the live stream commentary. Loewe's looking forward to doing that. Oh, shit. I just saw him fall on his head. I'm watching his Instagram. Um, but he's kind of a more unknown dude, and uh, he, more people should know him. So check out Tyler Pewterbaugh, Pewterbaugh at Tyler Pewterbaugh 7 That's his name. Super, super exciting to see some of these guys coming out of the woodwork. And then... Yeah, I just wanted to shout him out. He was just on my mind lately. I was like, damn, I just keep seeing some new clips from him. Impressive. Um, with that said, uh, we also got, what else is going on this week? We got a UFC card this Saturday. It's a really good card. I'm not like a, a fight analyst necessarily, but um, so I'm not going to go into detail about it, but I definitely recommend you guys check this one out. If you, if you are the kind of person that doesn't watch UFC or you're more of a casual fan or something, this is one of the ones, this is one of the pay-per-views that's stacked end-to-end with a bunch of good fights. And uh, one of the funny ones, there's a weird one on there where there's this two guys that are 1-0 and or 0-1 and one each. They both have one loss. Or, God damn it. No wins, one loss. Uh, one of them is the CM Punk, the famous wrestler dude that did this crossover. Got his ass whooped in his debut fight in the UFC. And then... And then a UFC or like an MMA journalist is the guy he's fighting. So another dude that's not actually a fighter. None of them have, uh, neither of them have any business being in the UFC, but such is business. Such is life when, when there's money to be made and CM Punk has a huge following. 
they're going to let him in the UFC. So the rules are bent for these individuals. But aside from that fight, which could be interesting, um, also the all the other fights, all the other fighters and matchups on the card are really good. And the headliners, Yoel Romero and Robert Whitaker for the um, welterweight belt, which... Excuse me, not welterweight. Middleweight belt. Middleweight belt on the line. 185. Uh, Robert Whitaker out of Australia, insanely talented. Like, and they they fought before, and it was a close fight. Uh, Robert Whitaker took him out um, in just in a decision in a. It was it wasn't a landslide, but Robert also had an injury. He injured his knee. Like he got kicked in the knee early in the fight, and he pushed through, um, with like you know some kind of injury to his ACL or MCL probably because he got this like hard lateral sidekick to the knee and just sheared his knee, um, and he just kept moving. You know and to. to to stay standing against Yoel Romero, who's like this Cuban Olympic wrestler, just insane, like undefeated in wrestling. And he's, he looks ridiculous. He looks like an action figure, Yoel Romero. His musculature is insane. His neck is bigger than your shoulders. And he looks like a dude. I don't even know. He just looks, he looks like a cartoon of himself. Like that's how musculature or muscular he is. It it, it makes no sense. Um, He's super explosive Somehow he's 40 and he looks like this, by the way. He was like 41 or two even. Um, but this could be the end of the road for him if he if he gets knocked out, which I think is a possibility. Uh, Robert Ritiker is just still coming up. He's very young. He's like in his mid-20s. And, you know, at that rate, you're only getting better. And when you're Yoel Romero and you're about 40-something, you're about to get your, you know, your father time is coming. Someone's going to take you out of the game one one way or another. You know, it takes, you know, unless you take yourself out. And that's the same thing with like Kaylin Chan shit. It's just like people just come up, but they have more skills. They've been inspired by bigger and, and better fighters with more technique. And, and that's just the way things progress. And so it's definitely an interesting fight. It's, it's still, you know, Yoel Romero is always dangerous, but, uh, I think I'm, I'd give it to Robert anyhow. And then underneath that, the co-head, the co-main is, and there's a bunch of great fights, but I'll just let you know what the co-main is just so you maybe get a little more stoked on it. Cause I do like the fact that some more, more, more of my friends are getting into MMA and they're getting like stoked on these things. Um, Colby Covington, who's this dude, he's been talking mad shit. He's basically everyone, the, the, the person that everyone thought Conor McGregor was, that's who this guy potentially is where they thought Conor McGregor was just talking shit all the way up the ladder and just getting like easy fights. But Conor is legitimately skilled. We know this to be true. We've seen enough of him. He's fought enough opponents now that he is undoubtedly one of the most skilled fighters in the UFC. And uh, if you argue with that, you can suck a dick because you just don't know what you're talking about. Um, Or maybe you can talk to me about it, but you'd just be wrong. But uh, (laughs) Colby Covington, we haven't seen enough from, but he's legitimately, like, he's an agitator. He's been talking mad shit, and that's what's been getting him hype. And that has, like, definitely been the biggest reason of why he's already fighting for the, for a interim title. They're fighting for the interim welterweight belt. And he's fighting Rafael dos Anjos, who's this Brazilian fighter who used to fight at lightweight and has been just on a tear ever since he went up to welterweight. He's been just smashing dudes, so interesting fight they've had a lot of they've had some bad blood because colby talks a lot of shit again and he's just talking it just to talk it this is what i don't like about you know conor mcgregor talked a lot of shit but he believed in himself that's why he talked the shit he was speaking the truth colby you know if you know anything about it or if you've been following it he is just talking shit and he'll admit it behind the scenes that's what it's about for him it's i mean it's it's always about that even with mcgregor it was it's about promotion 
But ultimately, Colby will say things that he doesn't even believe just to get eyes on it, just to get hype on it, just like, you know, like a Kanye West technique. Kanye West, like, obviously in the news recently talking mad shit as well and just trying to hype up his new album, which I've only listened to the first song on it so far, and I just, like, started listening today. I mean, you can't argue with Ye being a good musician. What, Despite all that crazy shit, and I think... um I think Styles P said it best. I saw an interview with Styles P. <laughs> you shouldn't be looking to Kanye West for advice on other things besides music anyways. If you want to learn how to be a, a media mogul, like a, a fashion mogul or a music mogul, Kanye can be your guy to, to look to. But if you, if you really want political insights and, I don't know, just other areas of intelligence, I'm not saying he's not intelligent. I'm saying that he has specific intelligence he's a genius in music and this goes across the board. You know, this is why I try not to keep my mouth too loose when I'm talking about stuff other than parkour, because I like to, to think that I I know a pretty decent amount about parkour and about movement. But when it comes to other things, you know, most, most of the time I'm just, I'm just speculating. I don't, you know, I follow some, some good thinkers, but I'm not the person that you should be going to. I put this shit under comedy and maybe I need to make some more jokes when I'm doing this podcast, because I do not want to be taken too seriously. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just sharing, sharing some shit with you guys. Uh, and thank you guys all for listening. Um, we'll probably wrap this one up pretty soon here. Cause, cause we have a, we have a brain fart day kind of, and, um, and I have to pee really bad, but I don't, I already got through all my notes. Actually, I already got through everything that I wanted to cover with you guys for the most part here. And, uh, yeah, and I just want to say thanks for listening to this episode. This is number 18. Um, and things have been a bit wild. I, I think one of the reasons why we're going to cut this one short is I just didn't have much time to think about or prepare for this week. And, uh, I, just, I don't really do a lot of preparation anyways. I just kind of like to fly by the seat of my pants, but I do usually have things building or like I've been paying more attention to, to certain things to, to help pop that off, to help, uh, you know, there's, there's things in my mind that uh, I'll save, I'll write things down that I actually have thoughts on. But this last week has just been me dealing with my shit getting stolen. So not the most um, ridiculously inspiring or contemplative week of my white, of my life. My white life, is that what I just said? That's like a weird, like Freudian slip, I guess. Um, I guess my life is kind of white. But <clears throat> Boulder, that's what a Boulder will do to you. Um, that's not what I meant, though. I went uh, just life. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, this is what happens. This is why I got to get off the mic, guys. I got to get the fuck off this mic because I'm just I'm just starting to to spit weird, weird things that don't make any sense. I love you guys, though, for listening. I really appreciate uh, all you guys giving me feedback. I've actually gotten some good stuff from, from people I didn't even know listened to the podcast. And and I definitely want to be doing some more. more uh, I'm, we're going to be growing again. Things are kind of going to, they've calmed down already from everything getting stolen. I've had kind of had a hectic week with the launch of the pre-order for parkour to use courses. And I'm also doing some cool new stuff with uh, uh, a friend of ours, Lorena Abreu. I don't know if you know her. You should be following her on Instagram. She's a really um, accomplished and and just awesome parkour athlete. And she she's doing, she does a lot of, she's been a part of a lot of amazing projects. But one of the things she's working on right now is she's starting to, a facility in, and you know what? I'm not even going to disclose the locations. I'm not even going to talk about it because I don't know what I'm supposed to or allowed to say. I don't know what they want, but needless to say, I'm I'm uh, excited to be a project or uh, help uh, helping them with some of that project. And 
it's been a busy week. It's been it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys and and yeah, let's uh, let me know if you have any questions or if you have any ideas for the podcast. I've got some. I'm sitting on a couple of diamonds, but uh, we're not going to launch them until I think I think we'll do something special for the 20th episode um, when, when we hit some of these milestones. It's pretty exciting. We've already been going for over almost a third of a year now, I guess, more than a third of a year, and uh, we're just cruising along. And you know, it means a lot that you guys are still on board with us. Um, keep spreading the word. We really appreciate those five star plugs you guys have put on the itunes that means so much to me to see that fucking five stars all the way up filled up when i look at the ratings on itunes damn son makes me makes me want to cry one single tear into my phone and just let it like sit and melt into the screen um let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and wrap this beast up Again, our sponsor, parkourdu.org. Check everything in the description. We got links of everything I talked about. We got sponsors, not just parkourdu, but some other ones that uh, I won't I won't mention. Save you guys the listening right now. Um, I'll see you guys next week. I mean, fuck. What else can I say? What else can I say that Peter Tosh can't say for me? Right? Let's let him. Let's let him take us out. I appreciate you guys rocking with me on this episode. It's been a struggle. The struggle was a little bit real on this one. I hope you guys bared with me, but we always keep it real on Side Drop. We always keep it real. You guys have heard me and the rawest form that I've like been. <laughs> I'm always nervous to sit down because I like to keep it raw for you guys. And then sometimes I'm like, shit, was that too raw? Who knows? Who knows? But thank you guys for, for being a part of this. Let's keep it going. We're going to get bigger and better this year. Uh, just like everything else in parkour, we're going to be busting out. We're going to be busting out of our shells this year. We're going to be blowing up. Tell them, Peter. Tell them. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Much love. <laughs>